It's Something for Nothing, the Rush Fancast. Jerry and Steve with you. What's up, Jer? Not much, Steve. How are you doing? Pretty good. I'm very excited. We're going to talk about set lists today. We've never done this. No. I mean, every time we did an album, last part of an album, we would talk about the set list for that tour. But this is exciting and also, like every other list that we've done recently, uh, absolutely terrifying. Yeah, it's really painful, but we're going to do our ultimate set list today, and I'm very excited about that. But first, I must tell you, you can find us on Twitter, at RushFanCast. Instagram, we are at TheRushCast. Email Jerry, TheRushCast at gmail.com. Follow or subscribe via your favorite podcast app. Lex did the bass intro and outro today. He's the best. And Jerry, I hope you have an email to get us started on this beautiful day. I do. This is from Gordy. Hey, Gordy. He says, just wanted to say hey, and thank you both for doing what you do. I've been a fan since 2001. I'm assuming he's talking Rush fan, not a fan of us. Oh, nobody's been a fan of us since any time. <laughs> <laughs> and my second Rush album was Different Stages. I've never been into podcasts, but out of curiosity, I looked up Rush podcasts on Spotify about two weeks ago, and I found something for nothing. I've been hooked ever since. I work 12-hour days, and for 10 of those hours, your shows are on my speakers. Wow, that's impressive. He's catching up. Being 32 years old, I regret never being able to see the Power Windows Tour or the Presto Tour, but listening to your rundown of Vapor Trails today sparked memories of buying the album and of my dad taking me to see them on July 4th, 2002 in Raleigh. My 13-year-old drummer self was in awe of the sounds, the professor in action, the lights, and the group of college guys behind us giving me my first ever contact high. <laughs> I only saw them twice, the second time being the Clockwork Angels tour in Raleigh. I regret not driving the two hours to see them on the R40 tour because foolishly, I assumed there would be another leg added on. I love being able to live vicariously through your stories and your listeners' emails and your guests. Keep up the good work. Your dedicated fan, Gordy. Awesome. Thanks, Gordy. Appreciate you listening. And then he adds, P.S., Ty Shan is a great song. Hey, look at that. A fan of Ty Shan, Jerry. <laughs> Sticking it to Jerry. Always love that. So another thing I wanted to bring up before we get to our guest, Jerry, we had Max Mobley on a few weeks ago to talk about Alex Solos. Yes. And we got a lot of feedback, at least I did on Twitter, with suggestions for Alex Solos that we forgot. That's true. I got a fair number of emails on the subject as well steve and in our defense we didn't forget we just limited ourselves to five solos right so what could we do right the the overwhelming first sentence of most of the emails was how could you forget about blank because <laughs> <laughs> there are so many you could choose from it's almost impossible well we're going to attempt to correct that here i'm going to go through quickly the twitter responses i got okay okay First, our pal Chuck at Chuck B 63 part two of the necromancer. And I agree. That's amazing. That's true. Scott seriously gave us a couple of choices. Soliloquy from 2112 part two of the necromancer free will. And here again, none of us picked free will, right? No, nobody chose free will. Why was that? See, oh. that's a mistake right there. Should have, <laughs> somebody chose, should have chosen free will, but it's funny because I got an email from somebody and one of their choices was here again. Wow. Which I never would have thought of myself. Yeah, I never would have thought of that one. So there you go. Leonardo Fonseca says Between the Wheels. Another great one. Yeah, I got an email about Between the Wheels as well. 
involuntary optimist also says between the wheels. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great handle. Kevin Rockford says time in motion. Mm, okay. Robert Besserer says free will, limelight, the garden, marathon, and analog kid, which we did mention. And the garden is one that we really should have had in there. I don't know what to tell you, man. It's, <laughs> it's hard. To, what can we do? Carl Hansky says La Villa, which we mentioned. Dave D says open secrets. Daniel from longtime listener says the live exit stage left La Villa. So there mm-hmm. you go. John Avery, another longtime listener says the garden. How could you forget the garden? How could you forget the garden? I wouldn't say we forgot. We just couldn't get it in there. Chose not to choose it. We chose not to decide. Andy Courtright <laughs> says limelight, La Villa, YYZ, after image and turn the page. Some of our listeners gave five choices. Like we did. Right. Kevin Caffrey says the big money. Yeah. That was on my list too. Josh Zimmer, Between the Wheels, The Garden, and Natural Science, which is another great one. Somebody wrote in and said Natural Science as well. That's true. Cygnus X2 says Passage to Bangkok and Cut to the Chase. Those are two I didn't hear. Yeah. W. James, who was on our podcast giving his Rush origin story, he says... Mm -hmm. He also likes Exit Stage Left, La Via. Our pal Mark Irwin, Making Memories, Different Strings, a Farewell to Kings, Clockwork Angels, and Red Barchetta. And those are five we didn't mention. <laughs> no. Amazing. It is amazing. couple more. Pyramid Grid Productions says Limelight, Between the Wheels, Xanadu, The Big Money, and Digital Man. Those are good, too. John, he is at Opus... 21121 on Twitter. He says between the wheels. We've got Mark Jones, Limelight, Red Barchetta, Free Will, La Villa, and The Garden. Motorsportman says The Garden. Luke at One Cold Canuck on Twitter says Faithless. <laughs> Jeff Hoffman says We Hold On. There's one I hadn't seen. Oh, yeah, that's going. Justine April says La Villa, Free Will, The Analog Kid, Headlong Flight. And Working Man, that's another great one. Yeah, that's on. Someone emailed me that as well. And finally, I've got ZZ, Leave That Thing Alone, and Malignant Narcissism. Also good ones. Every email I got had five suggestions on it, so I couldn't remember everybody's names. But I'll just give you a quick list of the ones ones you didn't mention uh, that people sent in. Bravado, Faithless, Mission, Subdivisions. Did you mention Subdivisions? No. Far Cry, A Farewell to Kings, Stick It Out, Secret Touch, The Pass, Presto, The Anarchist, Lock and Key, and someone, I really should have written this person's name down, suggested a porcupine tree song called Anesthetize. Okay. Which I have heard, and Alex is on the song, and it's like 17 minutes long. It is an amazing like prog rock song, and it is Alex does a great job on this song. So if you've never heard the song Anesthetize by Porcupine Tree, you should uh, seek it out because it's definitely worth the listen. I think what we've realized is every single Alex solo is brilliant. It's true. I was emailing back and forth with our friend Derek, who we had on the show, mm-hmm. Derek Bacharach, and we decided it's basically uh, like picking songs out of a hat. Yeah. And you could just be like, that's a great solo too. That's a great solo too. That's a right. great solo too. If he did a solo on the song, 
you could pick that one and I couldn't argue with it. That's right. Cause they're all so good. They're all so good. So today, Jerry, we decided to do our ultimate rush set list. I'm so excited about this and to help us with our ultimate rush set list. We've got the host of the planet LP podcast, another podcast we love Ted Asragadu. Hello. Welcome to the rush fan cast. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Steve. Hello. 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 You know what we're going to ask to start things out, Ted? I listen to your podcast all the time. I I feel it coming right now. (laughs) (laughs) What's your Rush origin story, Ted? When did you first hear Rush and how did you become a fan? It's a two-parter, and you guys have been down this road many times. It's the older brother story. And it is my older brother. He's two years older than I am. His name is Steve, like you, Steve. Great name. Great name. (laughs) I get great brother, too. Uh, He was the program director of his high school radio station, and he used to get promo copies of of records, of full-on albums. So one day, and I'm guessing this is got to be 1980, he brings home Permanent Waves. At that point, I wasn't really going through the kind of music fandom I'm into now. But he brings it home, and I'm looking at at the cover, and I'm like, who are these guys? And he says, oh, it's a band called Rush. I said, are they any good? (laughs) because <laughs> i don't know he said he said put it on see what you think so i did and spirit radio starts and i'm like wow this is this is pretty busy so i had it had the lyric sheets in there so i started reading along with the uh with, as getty lee was singing and right away i realized oh this is a different kind of band because they're using words i don't even know <laughs> I, mean, I didn't even know what unobtrusive meant i mean i was like i was still in junior high i was probably like in eighth or ninth grade or something and i'm, I'm like unobtrusive and then you know plays that song that's so elusive i didn't know what elusive meant either so <laughs> i i shut off the song and i go and i get the dictionary and i have to look these things up and i'm like wow this group these guys are smart they're using big words <laughs> and uh so i listened to two songs off that off that album which was the spirit of radio and free will so steve later said well what'd you think i said that's pretty good but because we were four kids in the house we had like one stereo so everyone had to share there wasn't a lot of time to sit there and, and sort of geek out on Rush. So I just sort of left it as that. And just, I heard the songs on the radio every now and then, and I kind of recognized them. But it wasn't until we had moved, we moved in 1981, and I went to a new high school, and that was tough enough. But I met some guys, and they were going to go see Rush play at the Oakland Arena. So they had an extra ticket and they invited me. They said, would you like to come? I said, I really don't know anything about the band. I said, is that that band that does that radio song? And they were like, yeah, yeah, it's the band that does the radio song. The one you need a thesaurus for. Yeah, the one I need is a uh, dictionary for, right? So I go to the concert and I got the book that you guys interviewed the the guys from uh, who did uh, Wandering the Face of the Earth, that Mm -hmm. big, massive, the book that uh, they put out. So of course I go and I look to see what date? Because I'd forgotten what date it was. It was June 5th. They played two nights in Oakland, June 5th and 6th. But I remember it was a Friday. I only knew two songs going in. We were nosebleed seats. Like we were right at the top. So I looked and that price point was $7.50 for the ticket, you know, with fees and everything. So it was probably about 10 bucks. We got there right when there was the, the opening band was playing, which was FM. I didn't know anything about them either. I still don't really know much about FM. So FM finishes, the lights come on, everyone's sort of milling about, then the lights go off and the crowd just explodes with this, you know, ah, 
and you saw the little star man projected on a screen behind Neil Peart's drum kit and people are going crazy. But the amount of pot that just started to well up just right into the rafters. And I was like a straight laced kid back then. I didn't smoke anything. I didn't drink. I just was like Mr. Boy Scout. And so I'm just watching the band play and I recognize the two songs that I knew, the radio song and Free Will. And so the concert ends, we get out and we're going out to the car and I'm not saying anything. So these guys are like, oh man, he probably doesn't like that. He didn't like the concert. So they're like, hey, so uh, Astrogati, what did you think? And I was like, oh, what? What would you think of the music? What did you, did you like the concert? I go, yeah, they were really good. They were really good. But hey, guys, it's kind of like we're in a dream right now, isn't it? Like, <laughs> but we're not in a dream, but we're in a dream. Do you understand? They're like, you're high. And we're like, I didn't smoke anything. <laughs> like, no, you are high, man. <laughs> I said, uh-uh, I didn't smoke anything. They said, did you not notice how much pot was in the air in, that, in there? So that's my Rush origin story. So not only did I get to hear the radio song, the Spirit of Radio, but it was probably the first time I ever got high in my life. So <laughs> not, not, not on purpose. It's probably the top quarter of that place was probably just filled with smoke. Oh my God. It really was. There was a lot of pot that night. Um, so I, I went in only knowing two songs, but I came away a big fan after that. I went and I bought moving pictures and played that thing like till, till I, I had to throw it away because I had wore it. I wore it out. Um, and after that point, I never stopped being a rush fan even during the so-called synth years where people are a little bit like eh, i couldn't you know couldn't deal with them i still bought every rush album that came out i saw them i didn't see them through the 80s i was more into alternative music at that point or like new wave alternative rock but i still bought every rush album that came out and uh only started seeing them again on the counterparts tour that's when i went back and saw them uh and then never missed a tour after that so that's my Rush origin story. <laughs> so since we're talking about set lists today, how many times did you end up seeing them in total? That's a good question. I think it's not that many for a guy that's a, a big fan because I missed them pretty much through the 80s, except for, you know, the 81 tour and moving pictures tour. I think it's probably about 10 total that I've seen them. Um as, as you guys know, the concerts got more expensive to go to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, just, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit we, more expensive than seven fifty. Yes, it was. Yeah. So by by the time they were about ready to close up shop, I mean, I think I spent the R forty two. I think those tickets were like a hundred and they had to have been like one hundred and twenty five a piece or something like that. I can't yeah, remember. They were expensive. Yeah, they were. Yeah. So, how about you guys? How many times have you seen the band? I saw them twenty six. Steve, 28. 28. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Twice. Jerry did not come with me. Those are fun <laughs> stories that we'll tell another day. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so Ted, why don't you tell us about your podcast, Planet LP? Where'd you get the idea for the podcast and when did you start it? I started it uh, in January of 2021. So last year, and I had an idea for a podcast for a while. I write, I'm do a lot of music journalism as well. I write for a couple of sites and one of them is pop dose. The other one I used to write for ultimate classic rock. I don't write for them so much anymore. So I, I approached a couple of my friends from the music journalism world. And I said, Hey guys, you know, why don't we do a podcast together where we just talk about records and geek out on this stuff? Well, it didn't 
quite go as planned. They didn't seem to have the time to do it. Ironically, they do have podcasts now, but they didn't at the time. <laughs> so, so I started the first version of Planet LP was called Rooks and Beckards. Um, <laughs> that was where I would recommend a book and talk about music. And I named it after a music and bookstore that was in San Francisco. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. And when I lived in San Francisco, I used to go there every now and then kind of an eclectic interesting store and i thought oh what a cool name rooks and beckards and i thought well that'd be kind of a cool name for a podcast it was too clever it was way too clever yeah. nobody <laughs> could remember it. Like, what are you what are you playing chess here what's going on <laughs> so um i was doing the planet lp podcast with a, a friend of mine who's also in radio his name's john young and i said we should rebrand this thing you know since you're being more a part of it now and so we came up with Planted LP. So really what the podcast is about is that we talk about, and our tagline is dropping the needle on a world of albums. So we talk about a wide variety of records that would appeal mostly to Gen Xers for the most part, because that's my generation. And that was mm -hmm. John's gen. That's John's generation as well. And so we've been doing this for about a year. We've talked to some interesting bands one of whom is Dirty Honey, which we really enjoyed that interview. They're a great rock band out of LA. At least that's where their home base is. They're now on tour or they will be on tour with Mammoth. That's Wolfgang Van Halen's band. Mm -hmm. and, uh, they're kind of doing a co-headlining thing. Most of those, those dates have sold out, but I got to we got to talk to two members from that group. And that was a fun interview. We've talked with a band. We spoke with a band called Unscripted. They're like a funk soul band from Sri Lanka. They were fascinating guys i mean just they're really great players the they do sing in english and you would not know that they were from sri lanka when you hear them their music reminded me a little bit of sade and steely dan uh mm. like you meld those two things together but uh, very accomplished players very talented guys i wish they would uh, get some radio play here in north america but that's that so yeah so planted lp we've been at it for a while and uh really just try to mix it up in terms of genres and styles that we talk about. And, um, I have mostly now I'm doing it solo. Unfortunately, my, my podcasting partner couldn't continue. He got too busy. He has another job. He's in a band. And I, he says, I'm, I just don't have the bandwidth to do this anymore. And I said, okay, well, we'll just come on every now and then. So it's pretty much me now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so today guys, we're here to create our ultimate set lists. And Jerry and I have been wanting to do this for a long time. So today, Ted and Jerry, we're going to each come up with our lists. There's one rule, and the rule is it's an evening with Rush. Two hours and 45 minutes was the maximum we allowed ourselves for the show. Ish. 245-ish. Ish. We're going to have a set one, we're going to have a set two, and we're going to have encores. And Ted, we're going to start with you. Let's hear your set one. Set one. Of an evening with Rush. An evening with Rush. And I titled this evening with Rush, The Perfect Sphere Tour, which Ooh. is comes off the last line of, of Hemisphere's book, too. I love it. So because I'm a radio guy, I like to start with a top-of-the-hour cooker, a sizzler. It's got to come, <laughs> out of, it's come out of the gate strong. So I lined up three songs that were, were punishingly good. Analog Kid starts the set. Wow. Into Headlong Flight then into driven. So you, you've got these three songs and they're just like coming at you full force. So by the third song, 
Getty's got to take a break, maybe grab some water. And then the camera eye starts because oh. it starts out sort of, sort of quietly in a way. And it builds and it builds and it builds. So these sequences for the first three songs, as I said, it's the top of the hour cooker, but I try to turn down the temperature a little bit on these next group of songs. So from four to seven, which starts the camera eye, then goes into the song Vapor Trail, which they would never do because had, had Neil Peart couldn't do a lot of songs off of, off of Vapor Trails, but Vapor Trail, I really do find that song very powerful. The next one is Hope, the instrumental off of Snakes and Arrows that uh, Alex Lifeson did, and then different strings from Permanent Waves. All right, now, songs 8 through 12, which are going to close out the list, this is where things start to ramp up again. So Manhattan Project starts song number 8, Into Double Agent from Counterparts. Ooh, wow. Dreamline from Roll the Bones, Into Red Barchetta. And then La Villa Strangiato closes it out, set set one. So lights come on. You see all the pot in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's taking a 20-minute break. And that's set one of the perfect sphere tour. Jeez, there are so many songs on here that I did not pick at all. Yeah, me too. And now I'm I'm mad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what's funny? I have a feeling that, all these lists were going to be like, wow, that would be a great show. <laughs> but like you said before, we were talking before the podcast, Jerry, about something else. You could pick them out of a hat. You could pick them out of a hat. And it'd be great. Yeah. Not that Ted did that. We know, Ted, you thought about this very much. I wanted to do, because you, you can take the boy out of radio, but you can't take radio out of the boy. But So I really wanted to structure this playlist as a way to kind of drive the tempo and how these songs would line up together, how they sound next to each other. So if you did put this on a playlist, which I think I'm going to do at some, I'm just going to put it on a Spotify playlist and see how it plays out. It just sounds good together. It's going to be like, yeah, these songs really work. This really sounds great. It doesn't sound like it's going all over the place. So that's, that's how I came at it was like I'm building a playlist or a mixtape of some sort. I particularly like driven into the camera. That was, that's a yeah. good one. All right, Jared, what's your set one of your Rush show? Steve, I don't know if you remember, but the second to last time we saw Rush, when we saw Rush on the R40 tour in Madison Square Garden, beforehand, we tried to come up with what we thought would be a great set list for what we assumed at the time was their final tour. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. I'm sure we did it. I don't remember though. No, we didn't do it. It was impossible. Oh. We could not come up with anything, <laughs> even remotely, like trying to something that would encapsulate their entire career. All oh, right, right. Which okay. they obviously did much better than, than we would have. We could have done at the time or probably am doing right now. I'm starting off with a deep cut uh, with Anthem. Oh, wow. The whole thing. Okay. Just, you know, and I'd want the drums at the end of Anthem to begin Force 10. Wow. And then from Force 10, we go to the big money, subdivisions, and then here's another deep one, something for nothing. <laughs> Love that. This is a really good podcast with that title. <laughs> <laughs> and then from something from nothing, we just start really kind of ramp things up. We go to Free Will, Distant Early Warning, New World Man, another deep cut, Chain Lightning. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice one. Then Territories, Closer to the Heart, and then end this first 
set with a short, a short medley by tour and the snow dog that goes into headlong flight and have headlong uh-huh. flight be the last song. Wow. And the, and I imagine by tour and the snow dog right after the, the solo part where they're fighting right at the end before it kind of drifts off for a minute or two. That's when headlong flight would start. That sounds, that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I think, I think my list is, is a little heavy on, on the hits for me. You feel like it's a, a little top 40, huh? The hit driven radio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I'm just going by all the songs that I love to hear over the years or would like to have heard over the years. I did put them in a playlist and play them. I had to shuffle them around a little bit, but um, I think they sound pretty good coming off one another. Steve, what do you think? I think it's a great start to a show. I would love to be there for that. All right. And my list, I've got a lot of hits too. And I was mm. surprised by that because I thought what I would do when I came up with my ultimate set list was pick every song that they never played and put right. that in my list because I wanted to hear all those. But I just yeah. couldn't bring myself to leave all the hits out. I couldn't do it. I know. I know. This is just shows when I was doing this. I'm like, how hard would it be to do this for real when there's something at stake? When the fans are at stake, when people are paying 150 bucks to come see the show and they want to hear the hits, but they also want to hear the older ones, but they also want to hear this and they want to hear a piece of that and they want to hear a piece of this. It would be so nerve wracking trying to come up with a real set list. But I wanted to hear the songs. I wanted to hear them, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and it was still hard and it was still hard. You know, if I wanted to put, let's say hand over fist, which I always wish they'd played live. I wanted to put it in my set list. I couldn't fit it. Right. Where's it going to go? I don't know. Where's hand over fist going to go? I have no idea. I couldn't do it. I said, well, I can't take out subdivisions. I can't take out, you know, right. Making all these choices. I couldn't do it. I know. So what does kick off your first part of the set list? Well, one thing I always wanted to see at a Rush show was this song at the beginning, and it's Xanadu. Wow. I always thought it would be great to just hear the percussion and the birds and all those sounds while the lights were still down. And the Mm. anticipation just builds to see Rush as Xanadu builds in that five minutes. So I thought that would be a cool way to start it out. It is a cool way. So it starts with Xanadu and goes right into the trees, which I have to have in my set list. And then I kind of went the way you did with your list, Jer. The third song is By Tour and the Snow Dog, which I never saw Rush do live and I would love to see them do. Hmm. Track four is Something for Nothing. Really? Yeah. Followed by Circumstances and then The Analog Kid, which is another song I always Loved hearing Rush do live. Yeah. So Analog Kid goes into losing it, which after us seeing them perform that live, Jerry, I have to have that in my list. Right. Have to have losing it. Yeah. It's a staple. Mm-hmm. Track eight is The Way the Wind Blows, Ooh. which you mentioned, Jer, on our last podcast. That's right. As a great deep track. And I think it's a great deep track to put in a set list too. Really? And then rounding out set one, we've got hits. Closer to the Heart, Limelight, Red Barchetta, and Subdivisions, ending set one. Wow. And Neil wailing on those cymbals as we end set one, and the crowd goes wild. 
<laughs> what do you think? <laughs> that is a good one. Circumstances is a is a good pull. Yeah. Had to have circumstances. I think you start it really interesting because yeah. with Xanadu, I never would think to start a set like that, just so quiet and building up. I always think about it. You got to come out of the gate screaming, you know, like really getting the crowd going, but right. it does kind of work. I mean, it, it does. Really does. Yeah. I can see the dry ice. They never did it though. No, they never did do it. Did they? I don't think so. I don't think so. It would be cool. I think you're, you're right. Cause it would be a, you know, a couple of minutes before things really started making noise and the crowd would just, it would be deafening. Yeah, they used to when they like on the Time Machine tour where they had that long film that started the, started the thing where they were playing these characters. Yeah, and that went on for like five minutes or something like that before <laughs> they even came out on stage. So having Xanadu play, you know, the the early part, the intro, yeah, it goes on for a couple minutes before it before it really builds in. Yeah, that that would be that would be wild. All right, the Perfect Sphere. We want to hear set two of the Perfect Sphere, Ted. Set two. Right? Lights go down and we start with finding my way. So this is this second set. It's about showing the band how much they progressed during the seventies. So I wanted to start with their first album and then it goes into beneath between and behind. Wow. After that, it's 2112, not the entire, just overture and temples. Mm -hmm. And then into Cygnus X one book two, only the overture though. And then it goes into Xanadu. Your top of the hour, your top of the hour yeah. cooker. <laughs> so that kind of closes out the seventies. Cause I wanted to show how much the band had progressed in that period of time. Cause they, they did really change a lot. Then it goes into natural science because you've got the, the ending of Xanadu, you know, and then you've got the, the sound of the water just sort of coming on and then the guitar. And so it slowly builds up again. And then this one, we were talking about how hard it is to put this together for real. As I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, should I put this one in? Okay, I did. I went with the anarchist after natural science. Interesting. Which I love. I love that song. Yeah. It's one of my favorites off of Clockwork Angels. And then I have this thing called, uh-oh, detour ahead. And it, <laughs> it's, kind, it's kind of a medley of songs. It's hard to explain. And it's not really that hard to explain. You remember the uh, Robert Plant song, Tall, Cool One, that came off of the album Now and Zen? Oh, yeah. Where, yeah, it came out like in 88. Well, in that song, for those who may not remember it or don't know it at all, they sample a lot of Led Zeppelin songs like Black Dog and Days and Confused, Whole Lot of Love, The Ocean, Custard Pie. And then there are also lyric samples from Black Dog and uh, When the Levee Breaks. I wanted to do something like that, but I wanted to kind of do a head fake on the audience. So what I did is I started with working man because people would be like, yeah, working man, high fives all around. And everybody's really excited about that. But then it ends at the end of the um, first chorus. And then it goes into that sound effect part from caress of steel from the necromancer, which was the end of under the shadow. So that furious guitar part at the end, that and, uh, there's a bit of a pause and I wanted to put in the bass and drum part from Cygnus X one. And then it comes back onto that furious part again. And then you've got the <laughs> second part of the uh, Cygnus X one. And then 
the bass solo from Free Will comes in just for a short bit, followed by the drum fill from YYZ, and it goes right into full-on Tom Sawyer. So it's sort of this weird disjointed detour. And what I wanted to do in my perfect sphere tour, you wouldn't do the expected R30 medley type thing. It's just these sort of almost random, it feels random, but they're, they go together really well. And I actually put it together for you guys and sent it to you. Did you have a chance to hear it? Oh yeah. Yeah, it was great. It's fantastic. We're going to play it right here, Ted, so everyone can hear it. illustrated by just playing it but that was the idea and then it just goes right into tom sawyer you can imagine that the crowd would just go crazy at this point be like oh my god that was just incredible what you guys just did i don't think they could ever play something like that but <laughs> for real so that closes out the set and tom sawyer is the last song of the perfect sphere and then of course we're hoping for an encore that's right but we'll get to that later that's awesome ted yeah brilliantly done well thanks it's interesting because there's a little overlap with my list. Ooh. It's very strange. Ooh. All right. Let's hear your set too. I thought I was being extremely clever by coming up with some of the orders here. So. <laughs> and, and we <laughs> did see. not trade lists. We, we did, did not. We have not seen each other's lists. So. We did not. All right, Jared, what you got? Well, mine starts off with hemispheres. In its entirety? No, just the prelude. Okay. Okay. But also at the end of the prelude, in comes Xanadu. And then after Xanadu comes Natural Science. Oh, <laughs> wow. We're at the same show. <laughs> we are. We are. But then I go maybe back to the hits. I go to the trees, limelight. And of course, like Steve, losing it. Got to have losing Gotta it. Got to have it. Yeah. And then we go to One Little Victory. But before One Little Victory is a little drum solo that ends with the beginning of the drums in One Little Victory. Okay. Okay. All right. And then we go to Far Cry, Red Sector A. I was trying to see if I could get Far Cry next to Hemisphere somehow, since Far Cry has the Hemisphere's chord in it at the beginning, but point. it was not to be. Uh, Red Sector A, 
Time Stands Still. Oh. YYZ with the drum solo in where it used to be in the middle and they finish out the song. The Body Electric, Marathon, and then ending with the Spirit of Radio. Wow. Wow, nicely done. I love that. Is that a little too fast paced for you? You could have picked him out of a hat and I still would have loved it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just think ending with the spirit of radio would just be fantastic. Yeah. Great way to end a show. How could it not be? And I am also hoping for an encore. <laughs> <laughs> because I told this story before, but there was a time when I first started going to concerts where I was under the assumption that we really had to cheer for an encore. Like there might be a chance that a band wouldn't come out for an encore. So I used to cheer like a lunatic until it dawned on me, but they didn't come out anyway. So yeah. <laughs> I toned it down a little bit. For that. So Steve, what, what have you got for us? All right. Set two of my list starts with Tom Sawyer. The crowd always yeah. went crazy when Tom Sawyer was the beginning of a set. So why not start set two with Tom Sawyer? And then we go into one that we didn't hear much live. And I always wanted to hear a lot live and that's between sun and moon. And I think that ties in nicely with Tom Sawyer there. Then for tracks three, four, and five of set two, we go back to the eighties, red sector, a followed by Manhattan project followed by mission mission. Wow. Hmm. Mission. Yes. Love mission live. Love it. Yeah. Now, track six is 2112 in its entirety. I was able to fit 2112, (laughs) the whole thing, in my set list. It's like the test for Echo Tour. Yeah. (laughs) When they did that. Followed by Natural Science, Finding My Way, and then into Headlong Flight, which includes a drum solo from Neil. And then the last song of set two because I did have to fit 2112 in, so it's a little shorter with the songs. Right. We've got the garden. So the garden ends ah. the set, and the crowd is just in tears <laughs> and hoping and crying for an encore. They're spent. <laughs> right. I had the garden in both of my sets until I had to just take it out. I couldn't figure out a place to, to really fit it in with all the other songs, but I had it in there on multiple drafts so me too yeah there were songs that i left out that i I, it pains me that i left them out. i know so many good ones i'll bring them up later but ted the crowd is going crazy and they really do (laughs) want an encore of the perfect sphere show so please please give us one the lights go down because at this point if jerry wasn't screaming for them they wouldn't have come back so Jerry, Jerry screaming so hard that he loses his voice. So by the time he loses his voice, the lights go down and subdivision starts oh. just the opening start. And of course the crowd is going crazy. Like, Oh my God, this is so my, oh, this is my song. So the end of subdivisions goes into the spirit of radio because it is a, you know, it, it's a great song, but it's also a great song to sort of close things out with, whether it's the last song of a set or part of an encore but the last song and i i grappled with this because i was going to put the garden in but i took it out i went with in the end Ooh, yeah they just put that one because it's the perfect sphere tour and it's for an audience of well one me (laughs) 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 and 
I thought, well, that would be a nice way just to close out everything in the end, yeah. because that's it. That's a nice one. That's the end of it. And the lights come up and Jerry can't speak because no. he's lost his voice. Plus, plus right. he's just so moved by it. Yeah. I'm very happy with those three songs. Oh, great. Thanks. That's a great ending. Awesome, Ted. Yeah. All right, Jer. I believe that the crowd really wants an encore from you as well. Yeah, maybe, maybe they do. Um, <laughs> and this is, this is what they're going to get. They're going to get the 2112 overture. Okay. Of course. I have to throw that in there somewhere. And the explosions at the end of 2112 begin Tom Sawyer. Oh, okay. Nice. And then after Tom Sawyer, I had to, I didn't want to, I don't know. I, I, I think Steve, when we saw them a few times, I was like, you know, maybe they should give working man a break. Right. Cause they played working man all the time. Right. But the more I thought about it and I had different songs at the end, I was like, I, I want to hear working man. <laughs> I want to hear, <laughs> I want to hear this eight minute long song with this crazy, crazy guitar solo jam thing in it. I want to hear that at the end of a, rush show so i had to plug it in even though for many years when we went to see them i was like well, i wish they would choose a different song to end with but i don't know i had to put it in i love it jared that was a great set list i wish we could have seen that show yeah it would have been great right if only getty had called me up and asked me for my input <laughs> getty if you're listening to this podcast please <laughs> call jerry yeah please just call me anyway yeah right he wants to talk to you so steve how are you sending us off? Does the crowd want an encore? Do you think they, they're okay with it? I, I think so. They're expecting it at least. The lights are out. One spotlight hits the stage right in the middle of the stage. And I teased this when we talked about the deep cuts, Jer. Oh, you did? There's a white grand piano in the middle of the stage. Getty walks up to the piano and starts playing available light. <laughs> wow. And the crowd goes crazy they've never seen this live right i can't believe they're doing this they're gonna do it right they play available light and the crowd is in tears this song is so beautiful right after available light we go right into la villa strangiato hmm. and play that in its entirety and it's crazy so from the the quiet of available light to the craziness of la villa then one of my favorite Rush songs that I never got to see them do. They do it. They do Cinderella Man. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> and Jer, we heard this when we talked about the live album for Farewell to Kings. They did this in their encore, and it was epic. It was. And it's epic in this show, too. <laughs> <laughs> in the theater of your mind. In the theater of my mind. It's followed by the spirit of radio to end the show. Oh. And as we talked about, you could do spirit of radio at the beginning of the show and it's great. You could do it at the end of a set and it's great. You could finish the show and it's great. That's right. You have to play the spirit of radio. And so they do. And the crowd goes wild. That's a great way to end a show, Steve. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm on board. But that's the thing is we talked about this previously. These songs can, you can, so many songs, you, they can go anywhere. They're openers, they're closers, they're in the middle, they're setting the mood for this, they're setting up this song. It's really incredible. But um, yeah, I'd like to see all three of these set lists played by someone. I'm not sure how we can have, make that happen. But So I have one last question for you guys. 
Ted, what do you hate about your set list? What did you leave out that you, it pains you that you left it out? A drum solo. I do not have a drum solo in my list. I have a snippet. I have a drum fill, but I don't have an actual solo. So I wanted to put one in, but I know that Neil solos can be kind of epic at times. And I was running out of time. So as far as my, my set list was concerned, so I had to take something out and that was the drum solo. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I wanted to put it in. Okay. Jared, what are you missing that you can't stand? La Via, Via Strangiato. So I couldn't fit it in somewhere. I wanted to put it in. I wanted to put it in like some kind of medley, but I couldn't really get it to fit because I didn't know which part to put in and what song to pair it with. So I just left it out completely. It's a shame. It's a shame. It is a shame. And Steve, do you have some, something you hate about your list as well? I hate the fact that I have nothing from vapor trails. I have nothing from roll the bones. I have nothing from test for echo. I have nothing from caressive steel. How is that possible? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't put Bastille day on my list and I really wanted to, and I don't have YYZ in my set list. Yeah. You don't have YYZ. That's crazy, Steve. It's nuts, right? (laughs) It's really crazy. So I just wanted to point out that we gave ourselves two hours and 45 minutes and my set list, according to the running time of the songs on the albums ended up being two hours, 44 minutes and 57 seconds. Wow. I had three (laughs) seconds to spare. I filled every single possible second I could. You ended right before curfew, three <laughs> seconds left before curfew. And they were going to get fined $10,000, but you, you made the cut, Steve, you know, doing this really made me wish we could live it all again. Like it says in headlong flight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just wish I could see rush one more time. Me too. I'm looking forward to the next chapter, if you will, of Getty and Alex's music career. I don't know if Getty's going to do another solo album, but this Envy of None album that Alex Lifeson's doing, yeah. what I've heard, I, I like. I mean, I, it's, it's, very, it's very different. It's very unrush. But I think that this is going to be something that will be, well, it's certainly fulfilling for him, but I, I hope that it, it satisfies a lot of Rush fans their desire for new music in some form or fashion from the surviving members of the band, even though it's not going to be rush, but that they can, they can kind of go on this, this journey with them in this next phase. And I hope Getty does something too. I, I don't know if he's going to, but I know that he was, he would say that in interviews that he goes down into his basement and records bass riffs and just jams by himself. And, and he has all that stuff recorded. So what he ends up doing with it, I don't know. Maybe he will do something with Alex. I don't know, but it, it'll be nice to see if he gets back to doing music again, like another solo album, because I liked my favorite headache. I thought it was a really good album. Yeah. And I hope that he can do something, maybe not along those lines. Maybe it'll be, I don't know, but whatever it is, I'm looking forward to to hearing something new from them. Yeah. It would be great if Alex and Andy and Maya of envy of none would tour at least near me so i could see them (laughs) (laughs) just just a small little east coast tour like yeah like near my house in your backyard (laughs) the backyard tour one stop well the first envy of none single liar is already out and it's fantastic and i'm sure the rest of the album is going to be equally amazing yeah 
Ted, thanks so much for joining us today on the Rush Fancast. It was so great having you. Tell everyone where they can hear your podcast, Planet LP. It is available at planetlp.com. That's our website. And we are available on all the major platforms from Apple to Amazon to Google to Odyssey to iHeartRadio. And even if you like our page on Facebook, Facebook will, they have their own way of doing podcasting now and it, it'll show up in your feed. So you can see, you can listen to it on the go with your, uh, with your smartphone or if you use a tablet, it doesn't work on a desktop. It only works mobile on the mobile app. But I want to thank you guys for inviting me on. I had a really nice time. I really enjoyed this and I love your podcast. It helped me through some of the darkest days of the pandemic. Just listening to you guys be so passionate about Rush, so articulate. I can tell you've been friends for a long time because there's an ease about you two where you have a back and forth and it's it's clear that you guys have a, a deep friendship and a deep love for each other. But you also have a deep love for Rush and that that shows in podcast episode after podcast episode. And I listen to you guys when I either take a walk or a jog and you guys are great companions to hear some of the discussions that you've had. So I want to thank you for, for being there for rush fans for me personally, as a self to, to be sort of selfish about it. But, um, I hope you continue to do this going forward for, for many years because I really enjoy it. And, uh, I enjoyed being on here with you. Thank you, Ted. That was so kind of you to say. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great day. All right. Take care. So, Jared, the thing I had the hardest time with putting these set lists together was the order. It was so hard for me. It was very hard. I know. That's why I had to create a a playlist. And while I didn't listen to the entire playlist from beginning to end, I listened to the beginning of a song and then went to like the last 30 seconds of a song and to hear how it sounded with the beginning of the next song. Right. And then from there, I kind of moved stuff around, took stuff out, put stuff in. But it just gave me such a a great appreciation for what Rush did putting together these set lists and how well they did it. I know. Because I'm looking at my list and I'm like, I don't know if those two songs work. I mean, all the songs that I put on the list, I was happy with. Yeah. But I wasn't happy with the order I put them in ultimately. Yeah. I just said, you know what? This is it. Yeah, this is the best I can do. It's the best I can do. It's just me. What do I know? I mean, I think it also has to be said that probably the best set list that Rush ever put together was the R41 for me. Oh, yeah. Just the perfect concept and execution of any band's set list ever. Well, it was so nice of Ted to join us today. Check him out. Planet LP is the name of his podcast. And Jer, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Rush Fancast. Instagram, find us at The Rushcast. Email Jerry, let him know what you thought of our ultimate set lists at therushcast at gmail.com. Send us your ultimate set list. You know you're going to do it. Put one together. (laughs) Send it to us. Follow or subscribe via your favorite podcast app. Give us a like or two. Lex did the bass intro and outro, and Jer has got a great quote to wrap it up. Yeah, you know, you already said it during the show. I did. You did. All the highlights of that headlong flight, holding on with all my might to what I felt back then. I wish I could live it all again. Perfect way to end it. Yep. Thanks, Jer. All right. See you later. <laughs>